Hey there, Be Bold Begin creatives. Welcome back to another episode. And uh, I'm just going to jump right in. Today, I want to talk about what to do when faced with criticism. It happens all the time. It happens in our daily lives, and it also happens in our creative life. And when you are forging new paths and creating things that haven't been done before, because that is the nature of what creativity is, you're making things, uh, you can be faced with criticism by people who either don't know what you're doing yet, or there is no language to explain it yet, or you have a thought that isn't explored and it comes out because uh, that maybe that's how you process by talking about it. One thing I want to bring up that uh, won't be the focus today because I've talked about this before, but it is connected, is boundaries. When you are sharing something that is brand new, know who is safe for that very beginning baby stage of something. Just kind of know who's going to be the people that will support you through that part of the process, who understand that that is that part of the process that needs nurture and that it's the beginning and it's not in any way uh, polished or, or ready to go or really anything that you're going to share with more than maybe just that person or just a few close people in your life. Sometimes the closest people in our lives are not the people to share with because their opinions really do matter to us usually because we love them, but they're not necessarily people that understand the process. So I just want to bring that up because boundaries can be a big thing. In addition to that, sometimes we just end up in conversations in everyday life where we are feeling sort of criticized for our thoughts, for our ways of thinking, for our ways of communicating. Sometimes they can be a little bit different than the average person. And oftentimes, I know I've experienced this where my way of processing things is often really different than the people around me. And because of that, I get a little bit of uh, pushback or criticism or uh, picked on or the fact that they don't understand sometimes leads to thinking that it, it's connected to something that they said or did. And really, it's just my way of <laughs> processing or thinking about a subject that has nothing to do with anything else but my way of thinking about it. And I've been through this a lot recently, and uh, I'm, I'm still struggling with understanding it, so bear with me, but these are some things I would like to try in my own life, in the everyday uh, sector, and I know that I, I'm getting better at this in the creative sector as well, which is obviously what we talk about here mostly, but you know it does intersect because uh, oftentimes the brain science within a creative person is a little bit different than uh, maybe the general populace. So one day I'll come back with some actual, <laughs> some actual factual things to quote when it comes to brain science. Maybe next week we'll focus on that. I think that would actually be really fun. Uh, I know I throw in things here and there about the brain science behind things, but um, and if I haven't, I apologize, but I think I have just little things about how things work. But one thing I want you to consider when facing criticism is enlisting courage and patience. 
You already had courage to speak your truth one way or another, whether it be in everyday life or creatively. And uh, you're brave enough to do that and to share and to allow others to have their opinions. So that's where more courage needs to be enlisted or could be enlisted and allowing them to have an opinion and have feelings about what you've just done or said or presented and being in awareness that you may not be on the same page and that that's okay. Uh, I've learned to feel like it's okay, but a lot of times the people around me are not comfortable with that. So it's having courage to just be yourself anyway and try to come from a place of love with the people that you care about and even those that you don't know very well perhaps. But if you're coming from a place of non-judgment and love, I think differences are a good thing. It's just uh, finding ways to have courage to not have it be about convincing each other of of something or just allowing it to be a, a present a presentational moment perhaps or to have differences and then patience to allow them time to process and catch up with either the new perspective that you've presented or the creation that you've just shared and because I live in a creative space pretty regularly these days where there's a lot of communication with different creative teams, oftentimes I'll have an idea of a direction we should go in, but because it's a brand new thing that we haven't done yet, oftentimes my vision of why we should do it isn't always completely clear yet. I just know that it's the right thing to do. (laughs) So finding clarity in that and then um, finding ways to to get people on track with you but then after you present the idea you kind of have to give them time to process it so some patience there because they're going to have their own processes of how to um, understand what you may have just presented especially if it's going in another direction or if it's off track or in opposition of something that they may have thought was the right thing to do so That's something to know that can happen in collaborative situations. It can happen just with relationships or people that you have to deal with on a regular basis or not. Maybe not people you have to deal with on it. Maybe it's anybody. I mean, this situation I feel like can occur at any time with anyone. (laughs) But having the patience to allow them to have the process too. Maybe you've already gone through the process and you're at different stages in life even. And, uh, you know... Is it worth it to go through the process with them on a bigger scale? And then, of course, on the smaller scale, it's easier to have the patience because uh, we just have to go, okay, well, this is the process and sticking to your idea and trusting that what your thoughts are are valid and that it's worth a try and uh, that you've done that work. The other level or layer to this would be having the courage and the patience for yourself to feel the things that you're feeling in that particular moment, to have patience with yourself to allow that process to occur as well. And trying to stay in a place of non-judgment is hard sometimes, but even when we do do it, it doesn't necessarily always feel good if the other person is in a place of judgment and criticism. But uh, here's something that I would propose that I would like to try myself as well. So this episode's a little bit experimental. 
in terms of solutions, but you just have to try all of these things that we, that I talk about in the podcast are really things that, that can work. Everyone's different. So if it doesn't resonate with you, then don't do it. (laughs) Or maybe you have a way of, uh, maybe it sparks an idea for yourself by listening to this and and thinking, "Mm, I don't feel energized by that idea. I don't feel in alignment with that tool or that exercise or that thought or that idea. But then it gets your brain going and you come up with your own solution. And that's the other beautiful part of, of the process of coming up with ways to manage uh, different aspects of our lives and our creative process. So I just want to throw in that little disclaimer because uh, sometimes, you know, if I were in a room with you or doing coaching session with you one-on-one, oftentimes I come up with these exercises that are tailored to you based on the information I've just been given. And then I guide you towards a solution that you feel most in alignment with, which means I may come up with multiple exercises for you to consider or multiple questions or things to try on. So obviously we can't do that here because this is a one-way conversation at the moment, but I just want to point that out, you know, you have complete freedom and permission to be your own guide in all of these options. You know, this is one way to deal with this one thing. And I like to connect other thoughts like boundaries, like other things we've talked about here, because that's the, those are the layers. You're learning more ways to mull over um, solutions of how to approach things. And once you learn, you know, once you get more aware and start to approach things from a perspective that is your truth, then it's easier to kind of pick and decide which exercises kind of resonate with you. So back to the exercise. (laughs) It's another small question. What would it feel like to trust the process of being different? And like every other small question, just ask the question and allow it to be. You don't have to do anything about it. You don't have to answer it. You don't even have to spend any time on it, but sometimes just writing it down or asking it or considering it is enough. And uh, here's a little brain science that I do talk about. Your subconscious will hold on to it. Everything that you experience is in your subconscious. You have it. Once it's said, you now have it. Now, keeping it in your awareness and your consciousness is a little bit different, but Asking it, letting it live for those few seconds or minutes and then letting it go is a great way to practice bringing an idea into your consciousness if you feel like it is in alignment with where you need to go with it. So if you ever forget how to use small questions, that's the basic way. And as you resonate more with it, you can try it on for a few seconds. You can go, hmm, what what would that actually feel like for... 10 seconds and then taking those 10 seconds and really living in it what would it feel like to trust the process of being different when you have moments that you feel different than the people around you maybe it's family maybe it's your loved ones maybe it's um your workplace or or everyday life i mean it really can span the multitude of all scenarios and maybe it's just you know you as within yourself 
maybe you're growing and the thoughts you now have are really different and giving yourself space to trust that the difference is okay. That's another, that's a very meta way to, to go about it. But you know what? If you're transforming and changing right now in your life, then that's where it starts, this, this type of thing. You don't have to worry about all the things outside of yourself because you're going through a big transformation on the inside, which will reflect on the outside of yourself. And honestly, I'm going through that right now. And this is why I'm struggling with um, these kinds of things at the moment, I believe. Uh, I'm finding new ways to communicate and speak my truth. And the people I'm very close to are not used to it. And we're having a lot of friction in the process. And I'm trying to learn patience with that and also trusting myself as well and trying not to be so hurt by often you know sometimes it feels like an attack criticism can feel that way especially to artists that tend to be a little more sensitive because we feel our way through life in a different way sometimes than others and of course I'm generalizing but you know we tend to be a little more in touch with those parts of ourselves so this is a topic that's very much on my heart right now. It's very much in my life right now. So I'm going to try this. <laughs> I'm going to try practicing what it would feel like to trust the process of being different. And uh, I also want to bring up one other thing I referenced in another episode, which is the acronym ROAR. And that's R-O-A-R-R. -R, and I tend to forget about it when I'm in the situations I'm in. So the more I talk about it, maybe I'll remember for next time. And just to <laughs> remind you guys what it is, the first R stands for realize. So when you're in a situation that you're unhappy with, conflict or criticism can be a, a source of conflict. You realize what's happening. Okay. Realize that it's occurring. The next step is to observe so try to find a space where you are aware of your feelings, your thoughts, what's happening, how it's happening. And to me, that's hard because when you're experiencing a lot of emotions of, about something, especially if it's someone that you really care about or you feel wronged in some way, which is usually when you need to use Roar, it's hard to do this. It's hard to just observe it. But... That's something you can try to do. <laughs> Observe what's going on. The next one is accept. So you accept that it's happening. That's being present. Being present in the moment. This is happening. Then it's releasing it. Releasing that you don't have to hold on to the moment. It's not yours to keep. It's just a moment that's happening. You don't have to own it. You can just accept it. And then release it. And the last R stands for reframe which is how can I reframe the situation would be the small question. How can I reframe this? And sometimes it's, it's a silly thing, like reframing it in a way that's like, okay, this is kind of ridiculous. And you can take yourself out of it and laugh about it. Sometimes when a lot of bad things happen at once, it's kind of funny. <laughs> that's one way to reframe something. There's so many ways. But then I added another R. So my fourth R, really, because there's one in the beginning and then two at the end, would be to repeat because we don't always get it right in the first try. And this is the kind of thing that you need to wash and repeat 
because it's hard. It's just a, a thing that can be hard to do. And um, then you can throw on the other thing that we learned. With what if it wasn't hard? What if this was easy for me? What would that feel like? And just keep repeating it. So I have this written down in my reminder journal. <laughs> There's another R for you. Remind yourself to do it. That will probably be the first R. There's a lot of R's I'm adding to this acronym. <laughs> so remind myself to do ROAR. Realize. Observe. Accept. Release. Reframe. And repeat. So there's another little tool for you. Um, And you can do this for yourself too. If you're experiencing a lot of things that are difficult within yourself, this could be a good way to, again, go, go a little existentialist, go a little meta with yourself for a minute and realize what's happening in your mind, observe it, accept it, release it, and then reframe it. And to me, this is almost more useful for my own thoughts when they go in a direction that I don't want them to go in because it's, you know, not helping me. It's not elevating me. It's just sinking me. And I'm, I'm, you know, going in the wrong direction with, with where I want to be. Uh, this is a good one to try then too. So there's a lot of food for thought for you. Try whatever thing makes sense. And I would love to hear the feedback of how it's going or what you thought about this episode, what you want to hear more about. If you do want more things about, you know, the science behind some of these exercises, the science behind how our brain works and why and uh, how it's different for creatives and all that good stuff. I would love to do some episodes on that, but let me know if that's what you want. And uh, I hope that you're having an amazing week. I will see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, you can always re-listen to any of these episodes and do this stuff again and again. Don't forget to email me on the podcast page, beboldbeginpodcast.com or just beboldbegin.com so I can invite you to the private Facebook group just for this podcast so we can build a community and I can support you even more so we can go live together in exclusive Facebook lives that will be only for you guys. Seriously, I love you guys. So show me some love by liking the show on iTunes, leaving some reviews. That helps me out so much. And of course, share, share, share. (laughs) All right, guys, I will see you in the next one. Till next time. Bye.